This week's episode of Black Girl Brunch is sponsored by All The Things Cosmetics. Looking cute and feeling fine, All Things Cosmetics is what comes to mind. All The Things Cosmetics is made to empower everybody to be whomever they want to be. All The Things Cosmetics has all your glamour needs, from hydrating lip gloss, transfer-free matte lipstick, and eyeshadow. They've got you covered. Not only is All The Things Cosmetics Black women-owned, they also are vegan and free of parabens. So perfect for our sensitive skin brunchers. And we have a little treat for y'all. Use the discount code BGB10 at attcosmetics.shop for 10% off all purchases. Now, let's get into this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. Hello everyone and welcome into this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name is Iman. And I'm Sabria. And thank you guys so much for tuning in. How are you? Um, I feel good, but I am very sore yesterday because I was like, um, let's get down to business. Like Period. I was like, that was me yesterday. So I'm sore today, um, which is fine. Um yeah, but I, I feel good. I just organized my books. I feel great. Isn't being sore like the best feeling after coming from the gym? Because if you don't feel sore, it's like, well, what what did I, did I do anything? Like, yeah, it sucks, exactly. but it's also like, I now you know that you are hard enough on yourself to the point where like, you didn't even have to like, have a trainer to make you sore. Like you did it to yourself. Exactly. And um, I didn't go today um, mm-hmm. because I was sore. Um, and I, um, what the hell was I about to say? Um, yeah, I realized that I, I tried to do cardio first. Um, like I used to back in the olden days, but I'm, I have to do weights first and then cardio, because I think you said it. Cardio makes me feel like sometimes it makes me feel tired. Sometimes it makes you feel energized. That's your realm. That's, but, no, that's realm, not me. I, I'm oh, bro, said that. Okay. Yeah, I have to do weights first and then cardio, and then I leave. I'm the weights. Once I'm done with cardio, I have enough energy to do weight training, and then I'm done. But like cardio is a huge part of like my my time at the gym like I do 20 minutes on the stair stepper or I do um 15 to 20 minutes like walking on a high incline and then after that I like do my other parts of my body like you remember I had my little injury so it was like Mm -hmm. some things I still can't do but um yeah I just I focus a lot on cardio because I can't like lift a lot right now my back and neck is still like a problem yeah, my ankles are um my ankles and my knee. We just banged up, but yeah, yeah my an- my ankles and my knee I do have a problem with, but it's weird because the treadmill does not hurt my ankles or my knees. Um, but the um stair stepper do the stair stepper sometimes it don't, but the elliptical hurts it. Yeah, yeah, elliptical though. It's a lot of knees involved with that. Yeah, but you know when people make all them jokes about turning thirty, and they be like, "Oh, everything's to hurting," and I'm like, "Everybody just want to be old so bad," but no, <laughs> everything really do start hurting. Yeah, cause like it's just crazy, cause like my knees and my ankles was like clack 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 clack. I'm sitting here rubbing down my neck as we speak because looking straight just is not a good joint. Also because I did leg day yesterday, so it's oh just yeah, not I did good. too. I mean, I'm sorry, I did upper body, upper body, and I really was trying to push myself because I know it hurts, but 
my um, physical therapy has ended and I'm like, I have to like push myself to get stronger now that the therapy is over. So it was funny because he told me, he said, your treatment has plateaued. I'm like, oh, great. Meaning like you won't get any better no matter what we do. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. All right. Cool. What you going to do? Um, also would like to mention that I am buzzed girl brunch right now, which I feel great. I feel really, really great. So anything I say, this show, it's not my fault. Um, let's get into our fave four this week, inspired by our girl Issa Ray. So she made a tweet talking about how she was listening to Mint Conditions, um, Breaking My Heart. And she was just saying how niggas is not begging enough in music. Like music is not dramatic enough. It's not enough, like just, uh, just begging essentially going on. So we decided to make our fave for our four favorite, um, just dramatic ass songs. You first. Okay. So on my list. Um, this song is dramatic AF. I don't know if Iman knows it, but so I used to be obsessed. Well, I still am the singer Regina Spector. I said Spector. Regina Spector. <laughs> okay, I think um, I do remember her. You and she has name a before. song. She has a song called Samson, and it is such a sad song. Like she literally says, "I loved you first in the wow. song," and Whoa. she's like like it's like very sad it's definitely a breakup it's definitely a song that you listen to when like your lover has moved on from you and they found somebody else Ooh, just a thought i don't even have a lover but just a thought it's just like chills but um yeah this song will have you sick um wow the, the second song is resentment by beyonce wow that was on my list um that song uh makes me want to kick scream and fight um haven't really been through that but uh really like that song i mean you if you know you know it speaks for itself you know the my thing about that song that sets me off is when she said i know she was attractive but i was here first yeah i was like you know what that's very sad. I love that she remixed it live where she was like, eh, like she's kind of attractive. Not really, you know? <laughs> the third song is, this is one of my favorite songs. Um, It's called Arizona by Kings of Leon. Oh my God. Um, I freaking love this song so much. I remember I was taking a painting class because I had to do that because I was art um because i was going to art school but anyway every like saturday i would take wait i'm just thinking about it i've really done a lot of shit in my life but anyway <laughs> um so i um yeah so i used to go to painting class every morning in high school on saturday and i was i was painting and i would just listen to kings of leon arizona on repeat and i just would like I guess um, what the kids are saying now, romanticize my life. Um, I would just picture, like, in my mind, I had, like, this video, like, in my mind of how it, like, how it should be. Mm. Um, and I just, like, that song is just so, like, I feel like it's so freaking beautiful. Wow. The last song is, sorry to be stereotypical, but Lana Del Rey ride. <laughs> that song again makes you feel like I want to kick, scream, and fight, and I feel all of those lyrics. Like I have never felt at each and every lyric to a song before. And it's another line of the Ray song that I feel every lyric to. Like I just feel everything in that song. Like I like 
when she said I got a war on my mind like wow of course like and like her monologue <laughs> in the beginning like how she was talking about like how she just never like felt loved and all this stuff like that I'm like yo this song go crazy like when I first saw that video I remember just bawling <laughs> Yo, Period. I thought you was going to say Video Games by Lana Del Rey. Because I remember you had me listen to that song. And that's when I became a fan. Yeah, that's another one. I feel like that's like sidebar um, video games. It definitely is. Um, but I feel like Ride. Like, I love video games. Don't get me wrong. But but also in video games, I'm the person that she's singing about. But, oh, um, <laughs> my God. But. Oh what? my god. Sorry, I'm just thinking about the lyrics to that song and it's freaking me out. Like that song was so fucking good. I can't wait yes, to listen to video she games. Said, Go play your video game. She said, open up a beer and you save it over here. <laughs> but also I'm attracted to people like that. So it's a it's a fight. But anyway, yeah, that song, but I'm just thinking about Rod, like the video and like um minus her wearing the Native American headdress. <laughs> but Yo, um yeah. <laughs> But like, and at the end when she was like, "I'm fucking crazy, but I'm free," (laughs) like, same. (laughs) Same. That is so dramatic. (laughs) Love it. So dramatic. Oh my gosh! What was that? Three or four? That was four. Wow. Yeah, those are some good picks. Um, I gotta listen to Arizona, and now I'm gonna listen to that first oh. Lana. Del- I know Rex is gonna beat us up for even mentioning Lana Del Rey. I'm so sorry in advance. Um, oh well. But um, <laughs> Caleb's voice, Caleb's voice on Arizona is like Caleb's so, voice. Period. It's soul crushing. Like it feel like it feel like his voice. Like in a song, it sounds like like we. Can- I want to be together, but we can't. Like it's like that. And it's like he loves you so much, but he know that he'll destroy you. Wow, <laughs> mood. <laughs> Boy, am I going through that? <laughs> we gonna move on before I start getting on here crying. Um, so my first one is gonna be "Not Gonna Cry" by Mary J. Blige. Oh, of course. She said all the time that I was loving you, you was busy loving someone else. Huh? That's wow. Was your lover and your secretary working every day of the week? What? It's also crazy to me because that song, Not Going to Cry by Mary J. Blige, as soon as you listen to it, you cry. <laughs> like That's the whole thing. The whole song is how you not going to cry. And I dare you to listen to it while you hurt and without I crying. I really was listening to that as a kid. <laughs> that's what happens when you got moms who was like, you know, grown ass women in the 90s. <laughs> So she true. said, I'm not going to cry. Now's not the time. Always, That's when I lose it. That's when she I said, absolutely now is not the time. <laughs> God damn. It's just be like, yo, people really do some dirty shit. I was your lover and your secretary. Like, what? Come on. Um, I'm just like, this is so hard. I didn't know if he was going to name one of these. So I put, I put both and I just got to pick one at this point. Uh-huh. Through It at Love by Destiny Child. Oh, another kicking, screaming, and I'm fighting. <laughs> I've given Especially so Michelle. Much, yeah, oh. Especially Michelle Park. Ooh. Oh, she slid. She said, I felt it in God. I'm like, I know that's right. The hell with these men. If you need to be loved, you know who to find it from. And that's oh. that's the Lord. Because, ugh. Oh my God. When Kelly said, I share all my secrets for, with you, even when it hurt it. 
for telling the truth. Mm. I paralyzed my growth for you. I said, huh? Mm. What? Wow. Oh my gosh. It's just, oh, that was one of those songs. I was in seventh grade singing that as if, uh, but you know, when you're in seventh grade and you hear (laughs) Michelle come in and she like saves the song, you end up feeling so good. Like not, not a lot of songs go like that. It's just stay sad, but like there was some redemption and through it at love, you know? I'm finally giving it up. She's like, I don't have to worry no more. I'm like, I know that's the fuck. She just turned it from a sad song to a gospel song. So yeah, Michelle definitely did what she needed to to do there. Um, When Can I See You Again by Babyface. Oh, that's a beautiful song. I so one time we went to a, a crab feast in Baltimore because my mom, whether I want to go or not, before I ate, before I was vegan and I used to eat crabs, she gonna book us a trip to a crab feast, whether we want to or not. By the way, me and my brothers were the only kids on the trip. It was all adults, but um, that's when like Apple Music first start like popping, and you was able to like pick whatever song you wanted to hear. And for some reason, I just was like, I'm in a babyface mood. And I was listening to that song. Remember you said you look like babyface? I do. Um, and I still do. Remember that song? Um, oh, wait. So the song I'm talking about, When Can I See You Again? I was looking out the window on the expressway when that song was playing. He said, when can I see you again? When will my heart beat again? Like, yo, we all been there where you just see somebody, like it could be somebody you go to school with, like it, they never in your class, like, and you don't know, like, damn, I saw this person and I don't know if I'll ever see them again. And when I see them again, I know I'm going to feel that feeling again. Mm-hmm. That song was the reason why when I saw this one guy in the club for the second night, I first of all, he caught my attention at one club. I seen him at another club. I said, oh, I got to say something because I'm like, I can't, I can't do this. Like, I can't do this. I never really, I'm not a person that will shoot my shot because I feel like I should be the person. But um, I was just like, no, I can't do this. I have to shoot my shot. And it's all inspired by Babyface, so... Um, it ended terrible, so I guess I have baby face to think <laughs> for that as well. Um, finally, Truth Is by Fantasia. That's oh, one that's just... Kick, kicking and screaming. All the feelings that I thought was gone. <laughs> <laughs> All the feelings that I thought was gone. Came Truth rushing is. back to me at once. I tried to smile and hide the way I felt. No, you I know what? You know myself. what fucked me up? She said, "I gotta be honest. <laughs> I, <laughs> I guess so. I guess so." She said, "I never should have let you go. It's killing me because now I know." I'm like, "Oh Lord, have mercy." Haven't I been there? Well, actually, not really. I never let somebody go and then want them again. It's more so I just wish they didn't move on. <laughs> Before I was ready to, to, so there's that. I remember the first time I heard you say that. I was like, "You are twisted." What? When you said you don't, you is when somebody move on, even if you don't care about them. Um. Oh yeah. You you don't like that? No, I don't like it. Um, I just feel like what's better out there? 
<laughs> like what else is on the market where you just fell in love so quickly? I don't get it. Um, but also, I wish I wasn't in love with you by Heather Haley. I don't know if that's the name of the song, but <laughs> she said that. What? I wish I wasn't in love with you so you couldn't hurt oh me. i know that song yes yeah, we literally were in the car screaming us to the top of our lungs less than two months ago me and you you don't remember that yeah i do remember it okay I what's say, the Please. song it's called you said <laughs> in my I mind I, no oh, I, no i wish one. i wasn't sorry i don't relate to in my mind because she sound crazy even though I do too, but like she, you know, in my mind, you always be my man. I'm always gonna be a lady. That type of talk could get you, you know, a reputation. But I wish I wasn't in love with you so you couldn't hurt me. That's relatable. That's very much relatable. And who has been who has been putting their pride to the side to do that? Who? Which artist? Bring that back. Everybody talking too much shit. Like, come on now. Everybody can't have pride. Everybody can't. Like, somebody got to just say it. You know what? I'm willing to embarrass myself <laughs> publicly for you. Period. And I think that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And actually, under the Issa Rae tweet, somebody said Anthony Hamilton was the last man to just beg on, like, publicly. And ever since then, people stopped. He was. He was begging for big bitches, too. <laughs> Jacquees kind of was... You gotta love it. He was kind of begging a little bit. He said, I'd rather be with you and all your bullshit. Like, I, I love that. Because I really be him. <laughs> and you, you you get to a moment where you date, when you with somebody else, you like, you know what? I might as well just fuck with the old nigga and all his, his mistakes. <laughs> but no, stuff. that's how I feel right now. Just yeah, same. Same. Um, and we'll get to that later. Because when, it's nothing more beautiful than when you wearing your clown shoes, when you wearing your Pennywise, to look at your sister <laughs> and see that she's wearing the same bow tie clown shoes too. <laughs> It's a sisterhood of clownery. It's not just you. It's a lot of us out here who are clowns. And let's bring it back. Let's just bring back saying, hey, guys, <laughs> there's some unrequited love happening here. And I'm the active participant. I'm the one on the losing team. I'm the loser. It's me. I'm doing so, 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 <laughs> so, so, so good. All right. All right. That was fun. Um, shout out to Issa for inspiring that conversation. Um. Now, unfortunately, we do have to move into some sad news. This week, we want to pray for sis. Um, this week, we want to pray for Keisha Cole, who lost her mom, Frankie. Um, I believe it was yesterday. Her mom passed away on her 61st birthday. Um, it was an overdose, and that just really, really breaks my heart because we all, like, got a dose of Keisha Cole, her family, her mom, Frankie, her sister, Nephi. Back in the day, um, Keisha Cole was one of the first, like, celebrities to kind of do that, like, reality TV type yeah, of Yeah, like, thing. artists, like, music exactly, artists. Exactly, exactly. And we were following her life, and a lot of people got a chance to see how hard it was. But that's the thing, I think, that made me relate to Keisha Cole, because I know I have, like, you know, addiction is something that is in my family you know, in this, you know, both of our family. Yeah. And it's it's a tough pill to swallow, especially when it's your mom. Because yeah. you just want them to do better. I wanted I just wanted her to win. Like I just did. I wanted her to Me really too. win. But you know, she's at peace now and I just want to send love and prayers to the family because it's it's addiction is a bad one. It's, it's a bad so joint. It's so tough. Yes. Um now we're gonna move on into tea time and we're gonna kick this thing off with the most important thing in the world to me right now. And that's Normani's um, new video. 
What uh, to what? Sorry, my computer. I feel like there's like ambulances coming from all different directions. You said your computer. Yeah, it's like craziness just happened. My computer oh, just I- went blank. <laughs> my computer just went blank. Plus, it was an ambulance coming, and I was just like, "Huh?" Like I just don't Pump understand. It up like oopsie daisy. I forgot how to podcast just then. No, that's what I do. I hope I do lazy. Do do do. So Normani unleashed her wild side in her comeback video with Cardi B. I don't know about you, but I ha- I've never instantly liked something so hard. Right? And it's not even I'm faking. Like no. I'm, I'm obsessed at this point. First of all, this is Black Girl Brunch. We don't fake it. We'll say something nice, but we ain't going to be, I ain't going to gas it up like that if I didn't really oh, like her. it. So the visual for this video was an instant win. Like she did what she needed to do. Um, I didn't love the song right away. I thought the song was all right, but I was just like, it, it doesn't matter because this visual is so good, but. Then, like an hour later, I'm like, I kind of want to hear that song again. And next thing you know, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm actually hooked. I was hooked um, instantly I because I did not expect it at all. And I really hope that she leans into that, we were saying this earlier, that like sultry, like R&B. Yeah, seriously, because it's untapped. It's untapped right now. I feel mm-hmm. like sometimes Sierra did give it to us, like with like um, Promise. You know what I mean? Like that, like the the arm sultry R and B that you can dance to. Um, Beyonce gives it to us with like Dance for You. Um, I feel like I even got a little bit of that, like from like Desperado and Kiss It Better by Rihanna. But it's not anyone mm-hmm. giving it to us on a consistent basis, like. How Aaliyah gave it to us on a consistent basis. And it's just like, we we want it. We want it. And speaking of Aaliyah, she sampled um, Aaliyah's uh, song. Which one was it? Was it One in a Million? Um, yeah. Yeah. So Aaliyah's uncle kind of wanted to... Um, talk about that so she paid some homage some homage to Aaliyah and he was just saying that he thinks that Aaliyah would be really really happy because you know she always encouraged young women to pursue their musical entertainment careers to achieve their dreams and she would specifically be happy that um she would specifically support a young black woman um choosing to kind of emulate her music and her style however he said he wished that she went through uh she did a hold on i'm sorry these damn bikes you know what the good news is summer's almost over and i'm moving so i shouldn't be hearing this soon mm-hmm. but he said that she wished she uh was more honorable and sought the approval of one in a million um first before he, she she used the sample so normani's team is saying that legally whatever they did was not technically a sample you know also to hell with that man like he's supposed to have been released music uh, hello like, i'm like you so now you found your voice to come out of to come out of hiding to talk about normani's video but when you lied and said that Aaliyah's video music uh catalog was gonna come out on her 40th birthday i have been beefing with that man ever since also I, where were you when she was Kelly? Mm, mm, hello so i'm like yeah i mean granted he wasn't shit talking he just like this he just slid that in i just um i just really really am mad about that whole 40th birthday thing because we talked about it on the show and we were so excited and he never even went back to be like oh yeah my bad y'all like we actually got it confused or you know what we actually changed our mind if he if he said 
we're her family and we changed her mind or we change our mind and we're not going to release our music, I would be annoyed, yes, but I understand that that was their relative. He never addressed it. He never addressed it. Mm-hmm. That is so wrong, in my opinion. And I don't know Leah personally, but you would think that any artist would want their music to be available. Like, what? That's the whole point of being an artist is having your music listened to. And I'm like, it's just so annoying that we got to go to YouTube to listen to certain songs. Right? I listened to her whole album um, on uh, on YouTube. I mean, I have, first of all, jokes on him. I have all her albums on my MacBook, but I just need, <laughs> I need a MacBook charger for like an old MacBook. And if anybody know where I can get like an old MacBook charger, let me know. But yeah, so jokes on him. Haha, <laughs> got ya. <laughs> Stop. That was hilarious. Um, Normani just killed that. Cardi B was in the video as well. I loved it. Um, first, I didn't know if we needed her. I'm be honest with you. I was yeah, like, yeah, same. I felt the same way, but she slid. She did. It, after a few listens, she slid. But at first, I was just like, Normani could have handled this on her own, and like uh, Cardi B's verse could have been like um, replaced with uh, like just a decent, a really, really dramatic bridge and a dance solo. But then after just mm-hmm. listening a few times, I'm like, no, I really like this. And like my cousin was saying, like uh, Cardi was given like maybe what Foxy Brown would have gave, like on um on an R&B song in the 90s and I love that a lot. Also, my cousin, I have to give her shouts for this. She was just saying how people keep comparing like Normani to Beyonce. Maybe, well, first of all, let's just stop that, you know, because they are two, they're different. They're very different. But also like maybe we should be comparing her not only to Aaliyah, but to Janet Jackson. Because Janet yeah, Jackson no. was giving us a six pack with some soul. And that's what Normani is doing. Yeah, exactly. Like, and I feel like it's just not fair to like accumulate to all uh, be like Beyonce. Beyonce is a standard, like Beyonce, Beyonce, because she definitely is. Like, I don't really see. I feel like maybe like how clean she is when she performed, but like I really feel like she definitely. I see more of like Janet Jackson, like maybe Aaliyah, and also like just let her like let her do her thing. Let us you know? see. Let us just let see. Us see. Let let be ourselves. But if we if we must make comparisons. Let's make it Janet Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No shade to Armani at all. What I'm ready for is an artist to come out and we can't compare them to anyone. Because yeah. before Janet Jackson, who who was there like Janet Jackson? You know, mm-hmm. prior mm-hmm. and it's eight. It, let's just let's just take let's take it back to 1980, right? Before Janet Jackson did what she had to do with like Rhythm Nation and Escapade and all these beautiful songs. Mm-hmm. I've been on the Janet Jackson kick, by the way, this whole weekend, running to her songs and stuff. Who who could you compare her to? Because even still, like sometimes we can compare Beyonce to Tina Turner if we're reaching, right? If we're reaching, we can compare her to like Michael Jackson and stuff like that. But before Michael Jackson, who, who was there doing what Michael Jackson did? And I'm just like, let's make way for artists to do that. Like, let's just make way for them to be something we have never even seen or can imagine. Before Queen, who was doing what Freddie Mercury was doing? Like, that's what I want. It's like some, some new legends. But Normani definitely did what she had to do. And she posted this um, Instagram post saying how proud of herself she was. And that kind of made me, for whatever reason, just emotional. Because a lot of people were starting to kind of like doubt her a little bit. So I'm happy that she's proud of herself no matter what. Like, that's the most important thing in life, to be proud of yourself. So I'm happy she's feeling it. Me too. 
Oh, wow. I just realized I didn't start the timer for the show. Oh, girl, neither did I. Ah, uh -huh. You know what? I feel like we're doing good with time. Let's just rock out. Let's just keep going. So. Oh, my gosh. I never stopped the one from last week. Oh, my gosh. So how long is it? It was 168 minutes. Love that. Something like that. I love that. Well, Sabrina, you're going to love this news. Netflix is looking to enter the video game market. Oh, I'm going to lose it for sure. So, according to Bloomberg, the streaming giant has hired former <laughs> Facebook and elect an electronic arts executive, a a.k.a. you know the thing, they'd be like EA, they do Madden. Um, EA Sports is in yeah, the game. Yeah, that guy. Um, I mean, that company, yes. They hired some uh, executive um, as this new vice president of game development. And the source told the outlet... Um, that he's looking for the creation of mobile games like Plants versus Zombies and The Sims, Free Play. Um, and that's just cool. Like, I don't understand how it'll be set up. It's not scheduled to release till like 2022. Um, the only thing I saw, I ain't gonna lie, is that the price gonna go up. And I'm like, God damn. What if you don't want no games? How yeah, that's not fair. Yeah, that's just how I hope they work that out because, like, I mean, I might game, but I don't wanna pay for this shit. Like, I don't wanna I'm pay excited. for it. About it, but for me, because I pay for um, X Xbox All Access Pass, I think that's what it's called. But I pay for that, and it's like seventeen dollars a month, and I get to download like free games, or I get to download discounted games. And I'm and I'm not sure. I think PlayStation might have a same a similar thing. So I just am curious to see how they want to stand out. Because to me, it makes more sense for because I have an Xbox. So to have the Xbox Game Pass where all I got to do is turn on my Xbox, download the game there. And also Netflix, you can watch Netflix and stuff on your Xbox. So like, I'm just confused. I'm just really curious to see how they want to stand out because they got to stand out. They do. Period. <laughs> Not you putting pressure. Not you applying pressure to Netflix. <laughs> they do. They got to stand out because I'm like, I like my little X, my Xbox um, pass. Like, it's this game that I wanted to play so bad and it's a, um, it's $100 and it come out in August, but I'm able to get it at a discounted price or no actually for free i got to um Sorry. i got to download it um and um i have early access to it so it's in my queue to be downloaded for october already and mm -hmm. that's decent so i'm like how is netflix gonna top that like how i'm just like show me what you got little mama <laughs> Well, this seems, I mean, it's going to be cool because it's Netflix and they got enough money to make it cool. So, I mean, it's going to be well done. I'm just curious about one, if I'm going to have to pay for it, one, how much, two, mm -hmm. and three, how's it going to work? Like, do we, is it going to be like a special Netflix controller or something? Like, what's going to happen? Like, I'm just confused. I guess we'll yeah. have to see. We got to see. Good news for our gamer friends, though. <laughs> so Kid Cudi, y'all need to just leave him alone. Um, and Sabria and I always talk about this, how toxic masculinity absolutely benefits no one. Like it benefits no one. So he had to turn off his Instagram comments because people were talking about his nails being painted. First, like, I just don't understand how that can drive a person crazy that another human being has chose to 
color their own fingers. Like, worry about your own fingers, I feel like, you know? Yeah, that's so weird. Like, I can't imagine being that bored. Like, I don't even be saying stuff. Um, I don't even, like, if somebody that I know says something that annoys me, I don't even say anything to them, like, on social media. I'm just like, okay. Like, I might be like, Iman, like, so-and-so said this or whatever. But like, In the DMs. I, yeah, but, like, I would never, like, go under, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like, I can't believe you're painting your nails as a man. And I'm just like, yo, when a man is abusive in the community, folks be crickets or trying to defend them. Y'all don't know the truth, you know? Uh -huh. There's two sides to every story, um, all these different things. But when a man paints his nails, then it's just like, let's harass him to death. So he went to Twitter and said... Turn my comments off on Instagram. Seems people really have a problem with me painting my nails. I got tired of blocking so many accounts. I really need you to understand. It don't like, if you don't like me doing this or anything, I do. Please don't buy my albums. Don't come to my show, shows. <laughs> Fuck way off. Love that. I'm about to tell people that. Fuck that's way really off. My, yeah, first of all, that's my baby. So leave him alone. Um... And he's very sensitive. So he's, he's very sensitive. And y'all know he be going through it. Leave this man alone. Exactly. It is he mind his business. Y'all is so, like, I can't believe, like, y'all is so bored to harass my man <laughs> on social media. Like, it's it's getting weird. Like, I can't imagine being weird like that. Like, I don't understand why y'all harassing my brother-in-law. Like, this is crazy to me. I feel so like there are, there are some good people to harass out there, like the baby. And y'all still continue Run to- Run it up. Like, well, they was harassing Safari heavy, but like, continue <laughs> to do that. Like, there's enough to harassment to go around. But me and Sabrina always say toxic masculinity doesn't and doesn't help anyone. Like, it toxic masculinity, it hurts trans women, it hurts cis women, it hurts uh, cis men, it hurts everyone because it's gonna always deliver this this standard that no one can follow. No one wants to fit into it. There's gonna be no man on earth that meets every single standard of toxic masculinity without driving themselves crazy. And then there's a decent amount of people who got sense who don't even want to participate in it. It's just, it just drives me nuts. It just drives me nuts, especially when black men are brave enough to kind of just do their own thing and they get harassed. Mm -hmm. Like, I just don't like it. I hate it. Exactly. Like he, um, you know, he had his little crop top moment. He did like, he just loved to be young, wild and free. You know, also Harry Styles ain't going to get picked on like this. You know, I feel like that's the thing I hate, like, um, about like bending the gender rules. You know what I mean? Like when Harry Styles does it or when Russell Brand shows up with a leather thong on with like, you know, a bustier or whatever the case, nobody says a word. As a matter of fact, he pulled the bad as bitches. They both do right but when a black man is just like oh yeah i'm gonna put the people still talking about asap rocky's skirt that he wore you know shut up like what is your <laughs> what is your daddy wearing hello they don't know that's the problem they don't know and and, and it shows they don't know and it shows he probably wearing a bluetooth and um some ball shorts so you do see i was gonna say he wore some bluetooth um he wearing a bluetooth for sure he's and he's definitely wearing like some some real wide cargo pants <laughs> that's my guesstimation <laughs> but regardless looking a damn mess leave leave scott alone mm, 
Yeah, leave my baby father alone. So, remember that time um, we were like kind of <laughs> communicating with Kakuddy? Yeah, and you was um, encouraging him to wild out? Yeah, so Kakuddy was having a meltdown <laughs> on Twitter, and I, I was tweeting him. This is when, let's just clarify, I was 16 or 17 years old, okay? <laughs> and I was just like, you know what? Let the people know how you feel. And he was then tweet something like, I'm going to let the people know how I feel. <laughs> And me and Sabrina's like, wait, is he like seeing our shit? Because why is everything I say he actually kind of low-key responded? Like that was subbing before subbing. But I was on his side. I was just encouraging him to wall out. Yeah, you was like, let's go. Like again, it was- happy I deleted that old Twitter, but kind of wish I would have just like made it <laughs> private or something. Cause it was some gold on that. It was really some gold. It um, was. Yes, where you had to delete yours though, because you would have had a lot of people under your mine skin. was bad. And mine was real bad. Mine oh. was so bad. I would have went to jail for sure. No, you wouldn't have. Other people would have. <laughs> you would have been good. You might have had to go to therapy earlier or some shit like that and talk like unpack some things, but they would have been in jail, not you. Yeah, that's so true. That's crazy. I really was a teenage girl. In the big leagues. Um <laughs> So, time move on into the sunken place, right? Um, and it was funny because I wrote this person down like sometime last week, and I've had like a really busy <laughs> big week. And I looked on the outline, and I saw in the sunken place somebody named Richard Sherman, and I'm like, who the fuck is Richard Sherman? Like this is real. <laughs> I said I never did like name my life. <laughs> So I'm like, who the hell is Richard Sherman? Like, why is he on the outline? Somebody had to write it. <laughs> Turns out it was me. Um, and I wrote it because I was just scrolling online on I was online on Instagram, and I just happened to find this like surveillance style video of this man hitting against the door. And I'm like, well, what's the story of him acting as violent? I'm thinking, like, is his kid or something in this house? Like, what's happening? But it was this um this football player by the name of Richard Sherman, and he was trying to break into his uh, his his father-in-law's house to get his wife. He was drunk and belligerent. According to the 911 call, there's the tape. He was drunk and belligerent and threatening to kill himself, which obviously is like a huge, huge, huge um, scary thing. So the wife was calling 911, but on the outside, I guess their ring bell, it was a video of him like, hitting against the door when I say he was hitting against that door like a wild fucking animal and you have to think if somebody is this turned up on the outside of the door what would have happened if he actually broke it down and by all listen it's not a crazy thought that he could have broke this door down this man is an NFL football player he's in shape he's young he's angry and you know he's not in his right mind and I just was you know thinking to myself there are uh, so many people dealing with this shit every day, and this is so scary to watch. There are so many people dealing with domestic violence, and I just feel like every day it's walked over. Every day mm-hmm. it's just like no big deal. It's watered yeah. down, and it's happening on different levels. It's not always just men men and women. You know, recently there was a story about this woman. Um, her, her and her girlfriend apparently got into a fight, and the girlfriend shot her in her head and then just ran out the car and then the car crashed. Mm. 
So police find this girl shot in the head on the side of the expressway. And the girl goes, oh, yeah, we got into an argument. And I pulled the gun out to scare her and it went off. Why do you pull a gun out on anyone, let alone your partner, to scare them? Why, yeah. if you even did it by accident, do you leave them for dead on the side of the road? How does this happen? Like, how do people get so fucked up that they think that whatever mental health issues they have, they get to just, you know, push it off on somebody else and hurt somebody else? Yeah, that's crazy as hell. Like, just think, like, you really got to, because, like, I'm somebody that I really try to think hard before I do something. Like, what would this, what would this look like if I react the way I want to? How will, um, how will everything play out? Like, you know? But People. even even outside of that, how do you get that angry at somebody you love? Yeah, exactly. As somebody you love. Like, honestly, I would never want to do that to somebody I love because I don't even want to, like have hard sometimes I don't even want to have hard conversations with the people I love or like Hello? even somebody that I like because I just don't want them to like you know I don't ever want to hurt them make them feel uncomfortable or make them feel like I'm asking for too much or like something like that so like I really don't get the science behind that but it's about control I guess yeah and it also comes back to like you know warning signs and stuff like that and why I'm so big on do you love yourself because once you don't love yourself, there's no way you can love me. You know, there's no way you can treat me right. If you're not good to yourself, you don't protect yourself. You don't take care of yourself. You don't monitor your own health. You don't make the best decisions for yourself. And you, you, you abuse yourself. It then becomes that much easier to abuse someone else because you have no line as far as like what what does what is pain what is harm what does protection look like no, how do you true. protect the things you love and I, I it's just like you it sounds judgmental but when there's so many black women on the receiving end of this it's hard for me to you know humanize people who don't love themselves because i'm like you have everybody has a choice in life everybody has a choice to say I don't like who I am. I don't like what life has made me be. I don't like that my mom, whatever my home life situation is with my parents, you whatever happened to me, I was abused and I didn't like it. Everybody has a choice. Everyone has a choice to say, I want to get some help or I want to journal. I want to run. And the worst part is some of us in life are victims of hardships too. When we make the right decision, we don't, we shouldn't have to deal with people who who chose to make the wrong decision. Mm -hmm. I'm someone who has been, if I, like I, my grandma once said, if I tell you what happened to me, you're going to cry. And I feel that way mm. sometimes. If I tell people all the shit that I've been through, they're going to cry. But I don't ever say, I don't bleed on people who didn't cut me because that's a decision. That's a choice. So when people bleed on people who didn't cut them and they go oh, like this guy did my bad, you know, I'm looking for some help. I'm looking for some help, but I'm like, it, you, you can't let it get there. You can't let it get there. Yeah, get that bit. It's one thing to harm yourself. It's a whole nother story to harm other people because you're not happy or because you don't like yourself because you have mental health issues. Who Who's to say the person you're abusing don't have mental health issues? Exactly. Most of the time, they do. They do. And that's why they can't recognize that a person like you is dangerous. Exactly. And they prey upon it. They pray. That's what I'm saying. Like, what, at some, what point are you just like, all right, this person may have some mental health issues, but this person is malicious 
you know, there's some militia because at that because point because they know they can manipulate and take like you. They know that no matter what I do, they gonna always they they never gonna leave me. It's just really really crazy. Like just looking at this um person, he was um released for felony burglary, domestic and a domestic violence. And he pled not guilty on Friday, but I just don't understand how you cannot you can plead not guilty and issue a public apology, apology, and then say not guilty. Like I'm just like, how does that yeah, work? Yeah, it's kind of weird. So he broke his silence, aka his um his agent broke their silence and said, I am deeply remorseful for my actions on Tuesday night. I behaved in a manner I'm not proud of. Have I have been dealing with some personal challenges over the last several months, but it's not an excuse for how I acted. The importance of mental and emotional health is extremely real and I vow to get the help I need. I appreciate all of the people who have reached out to support me and my family, including our community here in Seattle. I'm grateful to have such an amazing wife, family and support system to lean on during this time. So, yeah, like, I mean, at this point, the getting help is the best thing you can do, because I always say this, you can't throw out damaged people even when I want to trust and believe. But it's just it's just I hate that most of the time in my experience, it just seems like a black woman is on a receiving end. Exactly. While people will say, oopsies, my bad. Let me go to therapy and learn. Why did it take that? For you to realize you got a goddamn problem. Why? Exactly. And, you know, I just want to know what the NFL is going to say. Because I want to know if he's going to be punished as hard as Colin Kaepernick. Right? Also, so many niggas in the, um, the NFL have, have been um, down for domestic violence. It's probably only going to be one nigga in East team. Is that? <laughs> they need to bring back Donovan McNabb. He ain't had no problems like this, did he? I want I don't remember. I know Donovan McNabb, you know, they would have snatched them damn Campbell's chicken noodle soup endorsements and stuff <laughs> so fast if he even tried it. And I'm like, sometimes... Like, but also, I I don't know back then. It was a different time. That's true. You definitely didn't have a ring bell to record you ramming against your father-in-law's house. And, uh, and also, like, people were more like, well... Quiet. And, yeah, they were quiet about it. Like, um, but they definitely wasn't... I think, though, after the Mike Vick situation, that's when people started being like, oh, no, we need to make these blackies pay. <laughs> and it's like, it, it's, conf it's conflicting for me sometimes because it's like, I do agree that they should pay, but I also know that some people want them to pay harder because they just have a problem with successful black men. So once again, as black women, you get into these situations where you're like, ah, the black part of me knows that you are punishing this person harder because of their race. But then, mm -hmm. ah, the woman part of me knows that, you know, what this person is doing is so harmful. Or the vegan part of me is just like what that person mm. did with those dogs was so harmful. And you always are kind of in this bond. And it's just like at the end of the day, you just got to have a stance based on, yes, your identity, but just based on your values. Yep. What do you value? Do you value domestic abuse? Is that something you think is okay? Hell All right. No. Then he's wrong regardless. Period. So, yeah, um, I know who he was, Richard Sherman, but... I really do like to follow up on stuff like this because I'm just like, it's wild to me that if he, if he gets to just keep all his things and like other athletes have to pay so much more for doing less. Right. Different sport, but Shakari is like not even participating in the Olympics because like drug tests. But then if a person gets to beat their wife again, different sport, but 
still participate. It's like, well, can we think, can somebody just have some common sense when it comes to the rules and what really matters versus what doesn't? And it all started in high school when um, they would let, uh, even if a, like somebody on a basketball team or football team was failing their class and they still let them play. Oh my it's, God. Yes. That's where it all started. Cause and I don't just, know about y'all. And it but just it, got, well, got worse from there. From like from in some schools, I ain't gonna name no schools, but some <laughs> schools, the science teacher and the coach were the same person. Mm. And in some schools, that that coach was a creep, right? And just a douchebag and underdeveloped himself. So, what do you think that coach, aka aka science teacher, did to help those athletes play the game? Mm-hmm. We sat there and we saw it all the time. Yep. And like you said, it just breeds no accountability. Yep, that's where it starts. That little thing, and it just gets like it just go up, up. Like if I can get away with this, and get away with this, I can get away with this, and just get worse, worse, worse. People got to be held accountable at some yeah. point, some mm-hmm. point. So yeah, um, that was the sunken place. Honorary sunken place is Safari because he claims he wasn't <laughs> on vacation. Jesus. Sorry, somebody musical style. He claimed he wasn't on vacation when his wife was giving birth, but she said she did it alone. So somebody lying. Yeah, it's a funky situation. Somebody lying. And until I figure it out, I'm not going to say no more, but <laughs> I think I know who lying. And I think they are. Um... Iman, cut it out. <laughs> so we have a um a listener letter this week for Common Census. Ooh. <laughs> And boy, oh boy, <laughs> boy, oh boy, did that you heard it? I d- we just want to start off by saying you are not alone. Um, a lot of this is a conversation. This isn't even advice at this point because if there is a such thing as advice, we need to be taking it ourselves. You know? Oh uh, damn it! Yeah. So this is just a conversation. This is not judgment. If any, and keep in mind, this whole conversation <laughs> is not us just talking to you. It's us talking to ourselves as well. Who's to say if we're talking to our past or present self? Who knows? But we're talking to ourselves as well. So we appreciate you for being so honest and transparent and like again. It's a sisterhood. Sometimes, you know, you're not the most proud of the situation you're in. Sometimes you're the loser in the relationship that you're in. But it's important not to just want to be so prideful and be quiet about that. So I'm just going to shut up and actually read the letter. This letter comes from Matt. Okay. So Matt says, hey, guys, I love the podcast. Thank you for giving us this insightful content. So the guy I've been talking to for about three months is really emotionally unavailable and recently said he's not looking for a relationship. I'm really sad because he was sending me mixed signals for so long and I was crushing hard on him. I had sex with him because I had no idea we were progressing toward a relationship. I'm sorry, I had sex with him because I had the idea we were progressing toward a relationship and I'm not really a casual person. He still wants to be friends, but I don't know if I'll be able to handle that. I saw him briefly today and got really emotional after he left. I know I don't need him, but I'm just really discouraged from even getting romantically involved with anyone else because men have disappointed me for so long and I haven't been in in a relationship. I heard it. Do you have any advice for me for how I can get out of this rut? And do you think I should just cut him off completely? I find this so hard because I genuinely care about him. Thanks. 
Mac, Mac, Mac. Wow. That last bit, I think, got me. Like, it First is... off. It is hard when you genuinely care about somebody. That's the difference. And it is hard when you know better. And it is hard when you know you don't need a person, but yet and still, this thing that makes you human says, I still want you around. You ever just, I just feel like in the um those movies where you get stabbed and they fall over real dramatic. They, but, uh, First of all, I've processed it because I read the letter like a week ago um, when you sent it. So I had time to get my feelings hurt and then regroup because when I first read it, I didn't even want to tell Iman about it, to be honest, because it hurt. It cut deep. <laughs> yes, yeah, it hurt so bad. Sabrina didn't mention this to me until Sunday. And was like, hey, um, be careful what we have a listener letter. Like, when you read it, just know that you're going to... I was sitting on it. Yeah, yeah. She Because it's wild. Like, this has never happened where Sabrina and I are in identical states of minds. And I'll leave it there. <laughs> this never happened before. One of us is usually the strong one. And, like, sometimes, like... Like right now, things just don't go like that. So it's just like um hard when letters like this come about. But it also is great because I think everything we say is going to come from the heart because we just, you're like, again, you're not alone. And it's not always easy to admit. And these situations are easy to get into. I assumed that by the time I was in my late 20s, I would never be in a situation like this again. But it should get complicated, like you said, when you really care about somebody. So we decided to break this listener letter down into some questions. Um, some guiding questions to walk us through this and to just give our thoughts. And again, don't feel attacked. Just please know that like we're not coming for you. We're just having a conversation and being honest and transparent. And then we'll eventually at the end get to that, like how to stop being discouraged and should you continue to see this person. So first, we just want to unpack that like emotionally unavailable thing. Why, why do we continue when we feel that someone is emotionally unavailable or when they tell us themselves that they are emotionally unavailable. Because I think everybody here is going to, everyone listening is going to be able to at some point relate. Uh, Now I don't want to talk about it. Uh, (laughs) I feel like this just cuts too deep. But anyway, I think it's because you feel like in your heart of hearts that I can really like, maybe it's that, like, maybe it's different. Like maybe I'm different. I'm sorry. Like that's, I feel like that's the truth. Yeah. That's the truth. I feel like you feel like I'm like, maybe I'm different. Like, you know, they'll come around for me because some, some there are times, there are times that people come around. Yeah, there, there are. Literally, it happens. There are times where people come around. Like, I hear stories, you see it, whatever. There are times where people come around. So you think, like, well, maybe, like, this person, you know, they might come around. And, like, I feel like sometimes you might see a, a change, like a slight shift. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, okay, like, whatever. So, yeah, I feel like um, that's, for me, I feel like that's what it is. No, I agree, Sabria. I really do think that the primary thing for me, too, is hope that it will change. And I'm just like, well, you're here. You know what I mean? You're here talking to me or dating with me or sleeping with me or something. Therefore, you have to be like, there's a chance, you know, and I don't sleep with anybody. I'm not 
that's a lie. I was gonna say I don't see someone I'm not interested in, but that is an absolute lie. Let me take that back. But I feel like there is a different <laughs> level. There's a different level of connecting you have with some people to the to the point where it's like, well, why is it that we were able to do that? Why are we able to have these conversations if you truly, truly just are emotionally unavailable? I feel like it's sometimes it's a front, and that's why I feel I, like it's a front too. Because yeah. sorry to cut you off, you mm-hmm. I feel like it's a front too because it's something that I do myself. Yeah. Um. I yep. I definitely do my do that myself to guard myself, and also another thing, um, is my the way I am with like intimacy and stuff is like probably like weird to some people. Like for instance, I can watch somebody play a game all day, just sit there with them, barely talk them whatever, and I'm happy. Yeah. And. I felt bad admitting that before because I felt like, oh, like you accepting a bare minimum, you just and a third, whatever. But I truly enjoy that. Like it's something that I really like. And like, um, um, one of my friends was saying that the them and their boyfriend, um, her and her boyfriend, they'll literally be in two different rooms gaming and like talking to each other on Discord, like in the same house. And like I'm like, I love that. Like I love like and I felt like for so long I felt like, oh, I'm accepting a bare minimum. So um I don't know if this is a off topic, but sometimes I struggle with like, this is the bare minimum or this is what I really like. But yeah. it's really what I really like though. Cause yeah. I do, cause I sit there with you, and like sometimes we don't talk. And like we we're both very much like that. Like I don't really like. I just was saying the other day that I do not like a lot of the things that come with dating. Genuinely, I do not like like the, some of the gestures make me uncomfortable. It starts to feel like a contest, and I just I just don't necessarily like it. Like I like simple things. I'm a simple person. Even with my friends, I don't like all that extravagant shit. I don't like all that. I just like like you said, me and you, food, going out to to get some food and coming back in the house to watch movies all day is so cool. And like I say this all the time. This is like probably so mushy, but I always take the best naps when you're around because I feel so safe and comfortable. And like that's how I know I really fuck with somebody. Like when Sabrina like sometimes when I'm alone, I can't take a nap because my mind's recent. But it's something about when I'm like around like Sabrina or if I'm around like um my cousin Kiki or if I'm around my mom, like I'm able to really rest in this the same thing when I'm around somebody I like it's just like when you do so much sometimes you are just looking for like peace you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so it's like yes you when you find someone who you can do those things with it it is easy for you to start feeling like oh well this gotta work because I don't I'm not able to do this with everybody you know Mm -hmm. yeah it's so true I also feel like the challenge of it makes it exciting in a way Mm -hmm. uh like if I'm with someone and it's just this back and forth back and forth sometimes it relates back to your attachment style and what you um what you what your brain triggers is love and that's worth unpacking like I've been working on that a lot and it's helped me just being like why do I associate like emotional unavailableness and and challenge with romance and it comes from sometimes like a lot of things just from growing up and not really under it also i hate to say it sometimes it makes me say do i am i as confident and do i know my worth on the level that i need to mm-hmm. um was i shown that level of like what a healthy relationship looks like enough to the point where i can now identify that in my future partner i've had a fantastic day but what does that look like as far Same. as seeing seeing it in up close like 
you know, this is really healthy marriage. And I have not really seen that up close in real life. Only time I see it is with people that like, like coworkers or people I work with. I just, it's just always so much dirt and class plays a huge part in it. So it is the challenge. Also, sometimes it can be desirability because when a person is fine, that shit is hard. This is hard. When they are like the type that you made up in your head, like Whoa, come on. When they check in all the boxes physically, when the conversations That's are insane. there. Like it's just I remember like in the past there was one time where I met somebody who loved Christmas as much as me. And it wasn't performative. Like a lot of people think that they like Christmas and what they really mean is they just want to watch me enjoy Christmas. And that's not fun. What's really fun is when you have somebody, whether you're there or not, they were going to have a tree, <laughs> you know, and that's Period. how I am. I'm going to make my cookies regardless of if I'm single in a relationship <laughs> alone. I'm going to have a sweater on. But will you? And I met someone who was like that into Christmas and Christmas music and Christmas movies. And it was hard. That fact alone made it hard to shake them. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when that person is everything you made in your head, it does become that emotional unavailableness. It's just like, okay, you got to be somewhat available on some level because like you are who I want you to be. One thing I can say and admit that I'm starting to learn that that is very self-centered to me. To be like, well, I want you, therefore you have to open up. If you're telling me that you are emotionally unavailable and I claim I care about you, as much as it hurts, I have to let you do what's best for you. Mm -hmm. And if that right now means taking care of yourself, if that means like you need this amount of alone time, you just simply giving me time is going to hurt you so much. I really have to let you do you. But and I also have to protect myself and say, well, I want all or nothing, you know, mm. let me just rip the fucking bandage off and say, uh, you know, I, I care about you so much that I want you to be happy, but I also care about me so much that I want me to be happy. Mm. So we got to both do things separately and I'm I'm ready to mourn you. And, and it's not easy. It's really not easy. Like I'm saying this, but I'll be like listening to Adele on repeat as I'm doing it. But I'm just <laughs> like, what am I going to do? Make somebody want what I want? Exactly. Like it's just not exactly. an option for me. It is yeah, I um I'm feel like I'm not at that phase yet to be like, okay, I'm ready to let you go. Um but uh yeah, I get it. Like you want to respect people's boundaries. Yeah, yeah, and that's and I do that now and it's so hard cuz sometimes I want to be like, I want to scream. You are so uh. but I keep it to myself. Being emotional, someone telling you that they're emotionally unavailable to you, uh, we'll get into it. So the next guiding question is, have you ever been emotionally unavailable yourself? Like, has there ever been somebody that's like, you know what, this guy's checking all the boxes, but I just don't want to date him. Have you ever felt that way? Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't, I don't remember if I have. I'm thinking about it. I make myself available when I like somebody. Yeah, that's just me too. What I, do. I make myself available when I like somebody. So that's what is like, yeah, I um, because I know for the most part, a lot of the stuff that I do is to protect myself. Um, I'm like, you know, scared. Um, I can admit that, but I don't like, I mean, okay, there might have been one person who like, 
I like physically they were definitely my type interest wise they were kind of my type but like when I got to know them it just was like ew like I really don't like you yeah but then that <laughs> in case you weren't emotionally unavailable you didn't like them you know? yeah exactly so no I feel like I haven't ever been like you know emotionally available well I felt good one time because I did tell somebody that I was like you know like I really don't like talking to multiple people but I just do it because I feel like the other person is doing it so I'm like okay I'm gonna do it too you know I'm, I'm eggs in one basket unfortunately yeah same so I don't like doing it um especially also because I have like this weird sense of loyalty like I always yeah. feel like I have to be loyal to somebody even if they're not loyal to me Ugh. anyway that's another story but anyway I remember I was seeing somebody and I was talking to them because the person that I was like talking to we were like actually like supposed to be friends and I told him I was like hey like I actually am interested in somebody else um I'm sorry like whatever and he was like so cool with it and like I really liked that um that he was cool with it and it felt good to be honest to be like hey like you know I'm interested in somebody else instead of being like oh I'm not the, or I'm this and a third it just felt it just felt clean it felt yeah. very clean like and it was in the fact that he still was like oh like i'll still be cool with you like or whatever i'm like okay that's great like i really like that yeah i definitely um have never been that honest before um and i want to try it like i really do i want to try it because i don't want to hear it all right that's a lot one time this guy told me like hey i got back with my ex-girlfriend but they were together for like five years they had just broke up and i was like i mean yeah that's fine also didn't really like him that much we were talking yeah. about Game of Thrones and that's it. Yeah. So I was just like, you know, I wish you luck. And we are still following each other on the gram. You know, we are still like, you know, watching each other's stories because it's like you were honest. And what are you going to do? Like, if you are in love with her and he's still with her, if you're in love with her and we don't even know each other like that, the best thing you can do is what you just did. Exactly. So, and for me, when somebody is like that honest, I have no, it's no, um, it's no, I, it's no things I can imagine. It's like, I feel like it's yep. clean. It's like, okay, it, this is what it is. I have no choice but to move on. Yes. I wish everybody was that honest. Um, But they're not. <laughs> they're really not. And when it comes to being emotionally unavailable myself, I've never been. Um, because I'm a people person, people first and a relationship first person. I I put my relationships over everything in life. I really can't think of one thing more important than the people in my life. Like that's, mm -hmm. that's just what it is. I, I have to like argue with someone else about what's most important. But then sometimes I do think, and this, all this thought process was triggered by like this one guy I was dating where I was just like getting on him about like, not like you shouldn't be prioritizing anything over me. Okay. Not your job, not anything, because if you really care about me, it's relationship first. That's just it. And that person brought, brought to my attention that for men, it's a little bit different. And as women, your worth is valued based on how nurturing you are, you know, how well you take care of your your business, how well you cook, how you can keep a house up, those super stereotypical things like that. Mm -hmm. But as men, your worth is um, based on how much money you can bring in, how you're able to take care of a family, how you're able to do these things. So it's just like, even me, like sometimes I don't necessarily date a guy unless they have like certain things in life. So I then start to question, how can you say, I want you to value me, but I also want you to have all this money. I want you to be successful and I want you to, to feel protected and safe. And it's like, maybe men 
can experience emotional unavailab unavailability on a different level because of the societal pressures. And maybe women are always open to emotions because of societal pressures. And it's so hard when you're into the thick of it. Like you're really in the thick of gender roles sometimes and you don't even know it to the point where it's like, oh, is that why I am never emotionally unavailable? Because I've never been taught to value certain things. Oh, T, I didn't even think about that. Like, that's where I'm at because I'm like, now I'm starting to find too many men that are emotionally unavailable, but they're not emotionally unavailable, like, like diddling their thumbs. Like, these are men who are working hard. These are men who are going through things, trying to get things for themselves. And I'm just like, all right, on one end, here I am asking you to have all these things. But then it's just like, sometimes what's the price to pay to have those things, especially when you getting it out the gutter? Like you don't got a rich mom and dad. You are first generation. Like what does that look like? Don't know, Mac. This is completely off topic, but this is something I encourage you to think about with it. Why is this person, person emotionally unavailable? Is it personal like, or is it not personal? And regardless, you still have the right to protect yourself and say, okay, I get it. You're emotionally unavailable, but you shouldn't have took that step into being intimate with me. You shouldn't have been sending me mixed signals. You shouldn't have done all these things, but it's still like less hurtful sometimes, I think, to just realize like, oh, well, why? Like, why is this happening? You know? No, sure. Um, the next question is about mixed signals. Um, what are mixed signals and how to address them? Like, have you ever received mixed si signals and like, what, what were they? And just because when you receive a mixed signals, you feel crazy. You do. Yeah. You but like, is this, was, didn't you like trigger that you like me when you did that? Or was I imagining it? Was I reading too much into it? Like what? Yeah, for me, mixed signal is like if somebody, if I'm having a bad day and like they check up on me, or like also if you watching something and you re say, oh, this reminded me of you, or like, I don't know, just like, yeah, I feel like those are like mixed signals to me. Yeah. For me, it's reaching out to me when I didn't reach out to you. Oh, yeah, that too. Like, if I'm just, you say you want space and I'm giving you that space, but yeah, still you find, like, you find the time to contact me, even though I'm giving you the space that I thought you wanted, then it's like, okay, cool. You must want me in your life. Like, asking me to do things that are girlfriendish, also is it? And finally, being territorial over me. Like, mm. now, come on. Come on. Mm. How can you say you want to be a friend of someone and then you get jealous or you start to ask questions and or be possessive like what does that typically mean do, do friends do that to each other Sabria do I get possessive of you when you start uh, talking no. okay not at all yeah I'm like yeah you go girl <laughs> you tell me that you tell me, I'm like yeah period yeah no it's true it's okay. true when been to territorial or like asking me what I'm doing like why that sounds like something that's like my man's business um but i also think a mixed signal is like for me why be intimate with me um if you're not going to like if you if you really really don't 
want to do this. It's just like, well, at some level you are attracted to me, but what is it? Like, what is that thing in the way? I swear mm -hmm. to God, I wish I can do a deep dive into niggas' brains to find out what's going on because I don't do that to people. Like, I don't send mixed signals. Like, I literally send no signal if I'm not interested. <laughs> if I'm not interested, I, I uh, cut yeah, the route same. off. No Wi-Fi signals coming from me, like nothing. I'm giving you nothing to work with Same. so you can never be confused. So how I get confused sometimes is just like, wow, I can't believe people actually do this to other people, you know? Um, the next question you ask is, can you be friends when you're in this type of situation with someone? I really, you can never say, because people are different. It's, it's very different. It's very, very different. Um, I feel like for me, if it's like the fact is if the thought of them being with somebody else makes me feel like borderline sick, I can't until I get over it. Yeah, that's how I feel. But then on the other end, like back to Jacquees, like I kind of I just care about you so much that I do want to know what's going on. I do. I want to know what's going on because when you care about somebody, it's now past like who you dating. It's more like, did you get that cavity filled? Like, how are you feeling? How's your parent feeling? Like, what's going on with you? And that's why I just pray that people don't screw me over because honestly, it's a lot that I can kind of forgive on the emotional level because I know I'm dramatic. But if you Same. really, really do some shit that like, like something grimy to me, something to like pump corny, to like I'm sorry, like I don't know, like maybe I need to grow up. But telling somebody that you're not looking for a relationship, and like making it clear, like being like, I don't, I'm not looking for a relationship. I'm just doing it, and then you get in a relationship with somebody else. Like I don't yep. know. For me, I feel like, especially as a woman, especially as a black woman, that like does something, you start to question your worth, and you feel like you know. Uh, like whatever like I just feel like that type of stuff is to me I, I it's not funny to me no it's not funny to me and that I can't I don't give a shit about you anymore like I can't because you don't because also have, you're a coward and you don't care about me and like I hate to quote him but Justin LeBoy uh posted a meme <laughs> the other day and was like being a player used to be telling the truth and still getting your way yep you know it's so I mean? true and I, I really used to mess I I mean I really have respect for people that's like yeah this is what I'm doing and then if I decide to stick around at least I know what I know and I that made the decision part. myself it's but true. don't don't lie to me and mislead me and make me look stupid and then expect for me to still care about you because then I'm not going to do it so as far as being friends I guess it all comes down to respect for me like do I feel respected in this does this person know what line to cross with me as long as I feel like that's in place it's like yeah you probably could still be friends but it's gonna be on some brown sugar type of shit where you still waiting for the right moment it's gonna definitely be on some love and basketball type of time where you're just like <laughs> oh, okay maybe in 10 years like I'm comparing everybody I know to him and we're just me right now <laughs> <laughs> like you like I remember when we was kids, like you, it's going to be like that. So if you are okay with that, then I think you can be friends. But if you, if you really just like, listen, bro, you're going to be either be my man or you're not. And either's fine, but I can't deal with you. Then no, I don't think you can be friends. If it hurts to be someone's friend, no, you can't be mm -hmm. their friend. You just can't do it. I um, and I think that kind of the same answer applies to like, should you stop seeing them? If this, I'm never going to tell somebody who to stop seeing because I can't even tell myself who to stop seeing. So <laughs> ah! what I will say though, is if it hurts 
then you have to stop. Like, if you sick, like, in your stomach, like, I know when my feelings hurt, I be getting sick on my stomach. If you feel sick on your stomach, you can't focus. You, like, you, yeah, if you can't focus and stuff, that's one thing. I can focus, okay? I, mm-hmm. get, I can get a job done. But, like, if you, if it's messing up your focus and, like, you feel sick and, like, your confidence, if it's really eating at your confidence, I would say you have to be, I'm sorry, you got to be the bigger person. But like, I can't do this. Yeah. And it's going to hurt for like three weeks max. I have a playlist if you're interested that <laughs> can like, help you get through it. But it's just, it's, it's going to hurt you. Just sometimes you got to rip the bandage off and it's like, all right, I'd rather hurt today so that two, three months from now, I'm in a different space because we'll get to this, but there are always new people. And it always feels like that when it's just somebody that got your feel, you know, got you in your feelings. Like it's nobody else. But the, the, the truth is there is always someone else. If you allow, if you make space for it to be someone else, like who knows how long you have to wait, but you know, when you care about yourself and you, you know, you just have to do what you have to do. So that's the healthy option. Um, if you would like a toxic tip, Again, I'm not encouraging it, but I'm saying if you want to play games, just note, though, when you play games, there's always a risk that you can hurt your own feelings. So proceed with caution. Yeah, that's why I don't play games. I do. Yeah. I play games because I know I'm strong <laughs> enough to, like, take the hit. Do it be hurting? Yeah, but I, I know I did it to me, so I'm going to get through this. But one thing I do is I just ignore the person, and I know they're going to hit me up if I ignore them and seem like I don't care. Like that's just something that is so childish, but it works. It works all the time, especially because you get to see if that person really is as emotionally unavailable as they claim to be, or if it's just a front. Because if if you ignore somebody and they really don't hit you back up, then it's like, ouch. But yeah, they really don't fuck with me. And if somebody don't fuck with me, I really shouldn't be fucking with them, regardless of how I feel. But if you say to yourself, I'm going to cut this person off. And if they care, they gonna get creative and find a way to get me back. You'll be surprised what a man will do. But you do have to put some space between you and them sometimes in order for you to be like, how much do I mean to you? Like, I just need to know before I even continue to go through all this. Do I even mean anything to you? And you'll be surprised. Um. That sometimes you do and sometimes you don't. You have to you have to take that risk, but proceed with caution. You do. So yeah. Tread lightly. Tread lightly on that one. Like do an <laughs> audit, like do an emotional audit. Like, am I yeah. like am I good enough to do this right now? And if you're not abort, don't do it. Don't do it. Reconsider. Um, and finally, uh, you mentioned being discouraged about dating overall and just just because of your luck with men and just wanting to not do it no more. Hello. I think everyone who has ever dated anyone feels that. Like, no matter who you talk to, at some point, people was just yeah. like, I'm, I'm through with it. Like, Destiny Child said, I'm through with love. Like, I'm done. I don't I don't like it here. If, if this is how bad it can hurt, like, is it even worth it? But something that I always think about, um, I like to lean into what Will Smith said. He was just saying how it's a big world and every idea you have is not original. You know, there was somebody who thought the same thought as you. There was someone who felt the same feeling as you. And there is somebody for you. You just haven't met them yet. And as long as you're good, 
you can still have faith that there's somebody else is good and solid out there, just like you. And that's what I think about. I'm like, I'm solid. I'm a good person. I'm an attractive person. I'm, you know, a vibe. I'm funny. It's all about timing. And sometimes finding a partner should be hard because think about what you're doing here. Like you are aligning with someone and letting them in in all different ways. You're letting them in physically, mentally. Um, you probably will let them, you know, in your space, let them potentially around your family. So it should be hard. It really should. It doesn't feel like that sometimes, but it should. And when you feel discouraged, take a break. It's not, yes, maybe, it's not a police officer like, oh, you have to date someone because you're young and you, you just have to. No. When you start feeling like this, just give yourself, fall in love with yourself for a minute and just be like, I, I can't. I'm just not there. Exactly, because I haven't been I haven't been on a dating site in a year. Good for you. I deleted everything because I just I don't feel like talking about my life to anyone right now. It's too much going on. Exactly. So it's possible. It's possible. And even if you gotta fake it till you make it, like oh, because I'm definitely faking it. Same every day. I get up and I'm like, I love being alone. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. This is what it is. Do you have any other advice? Any final thoughts? <laughs> um, <laughs> my final thoughts are just take care of yourself and everything will, it will definitely like, it sounds like basic advice, but like I was bent up out of shape about something a few years ago and I bounced back crazy fast. <laughs> like I literally don't even care anymore. So it's just like, it's just a stone in a road, I guess. Period. Period. Bounce back. Just, just focus on your bounce back. And also surround yourself with your friends. Yes. Do you think about that person anymore? No. In disgust, I get mad. Like, why would I, like, <laughs> why would I even let that happen? But no, I don't be, they do not live in my mind, rent free. And it's like you look at people through these rose-colored glasses. Mm-hmm. And you just see them in such this beautiful light because that's what, when you like someone, it's chemistry too. It's not just like, oh, pleasure. And you're in, it's something inside of your brain that's giving you all this pleasure that you really aren't seeing reality. So sometimes that space that you put is just enough to say, let me get over this person. Mm-hmm. So now I agree with Sabrina. Take care of yourself. Yep. Thanks for being brave and sending us this. Like, again, don't know if I were talking to you or myself just then, but we <laughs> will see. Um, let us know if you have any other questions. And you guys can send us some listener letters to blackgirlbrunch at gmail.com. You can also send it to us on Instagram at blackgirlbrunch, on Twitter at blkgirlbrunch. Also, make sure you follow me on Instagram at imamate. Follow me on Twitter at itsmate. Sabria? And you can follow me at it's Frank and Femme on Instagram and Frankenfem underscore on Twitter. Also, we have a mailbox. If you want to mail us anything, like just if you want to mail us like PR or it doesn't have to be PR. It could just be something like, oh, we were thinking of y'all. Um, we have a mailbox. The address is in our Twitter and our Instagram bio. Um, the address is 3720 Spruce. S P R U C E Street S T E four three five Philadelphia Philadelphia PA one nine one oh four. So y'all can send us mail um if y'all like. 
Yes, um, I just want to give a special shout out to Sabria for setting it up. That's something we were like talking about for like literal years. Like we were talking about it, and then the other day, this bitch just sent me your address. Was like, this her address, and I was like, what? Huh? How did how did you do that? Anybody know me? Know I get overwhelmed by anything that involves paperwork, and Sabria is also really like she's just really great and patient with it. So I just appreciate you, especially with this last week. I just feel like I've been completely in my own world, but you've been like in business mode. So much respect and much love to you. Thank you. Yeah, you know, trying to step it up. Rock on, sister. G's out. All right, guys, that's it. That's the show. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Love you, gay people.